Glad you guys made it here today. So good to see all your faces. If you're new today, I want you to know you're welcomed here and you're wanted here, and we are glad that you're here today. Um, I met my, <clears throat> I met a distant, uh, a neighbor down the end of the street a few, um, few months ago. We bought a bed from him on Craigslist, Andrew, and uh, he, it's good to see him today. I'm glad he's here today. It's always cool when your neighbors, your neighbors show up. How many of you guys, you like your neighbor? You like your neighbors? Yeah. Some, let's be honest, we're not streaming this one live. We can't do this in second service, but how many of you guys, you don't like your, there's some neighbors you don't like. They're just, you're going to be honest. Yeah. This is a church full of honest people. Like, yeah, she's like, are we supposed to tell the truth in church? Yes, tell the truth in church. Like, there's some neighbors you just don't like. And so um, I, uh, Andrew is, is way down the street from us. And, and I get, like, when I meet someone, I, I try to get their first and their last name because I'm going to add them on Facebook. I want to know, I, I want to track with them a little bit. And most people, they don't follow me back. They're like, oh, pastor. You know, they're like, we don't want him seeing what we're posting, you know. And so, um, <clears throat> but Andrew, uh, I love seeing, I, I met him, he was down the street, we bought a bed from him, and now, now we see him all the time, and now I get to wave and say hi, way down the street from us. He, he, he likes me, because I'm probably distant. If he was next door to me, he'd be like, man, would you trim that tree? <laughs> Will you put gutters on your yard? Put that, can you make your fence go longer? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but man, I, I, uh, I'm glad he's here today. I'm, I'm glad you're here today. I hope that you had a good week this week. And um, hopefully this is the icing on the cake. This makes your week better. If you have a Bible, open up to John chapter 20. Um, I, I wanna, we're in a series called 40. If you're joining us for the very first time today, uh, we're in a series called 40. And the reason why we're calling it 40 is this is because when Jesus came um, to the earth, he came from, from, heaven, um, fr- from heaven down to earth. His, 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 his dad sent him down to earth on a mission. And that mission was to save humanity. It was, it was to change lives all, all over the world. And, and he sent him down on the earth. He lived this earth for, um, for, for 30 plus years of his life. Then he started his active ministry. He did some miracles, did a lot of incredible things. And he was a great man. You can go in the history books and you can find a man named Jesus. And, and uh, we, celebrate his, we celebrate his birthday on Christmas. And then on Easter, um, well, on Good Friday, we celebrate his death. But then on Sunday, three days later, he rose again three days later on Easter. And we celebrate him on Easter. And, and, and all, across, all across the world, we celebrate a thing called Easter. And then when Easter ended, Jesus left um, he left that tomb three days later, he, he rose again and he walked the earth for 40, 40 more days. And a lot of people don't know that. There's a thing called the ascension. We're gonna talk about that. We've been talking about that over the last week. There's, there's a thing called the ascension and Jesus walks the earth for 40 more days after the resurrection and then he goes back in heaven. And now he sits in heaven next to, next to God. There's God, God's in, the, God's in heaven and he sits on a throne and then he, his son Jesus sits to his right hand and there's one more part of the Trinity called the Holy Spirit and he lives inside of us. And uh, my, my, my son described it to me many, many uh, a, a while back, but it's God the Father, and it's God the Son, and it's God the Holy Spirit, but it's, but it's one person, okay? So it's three people, but it's, but it's one. It's three and one. And so it's like me, I'm a dad, and um, I'm, I'm a son. And some people call me a lot of, about a lot of other names, but, um, but I, I'm a pastor, I'm a son, I'm a friend, I'm a lot of things, but I'm, I'm really just one person. I'm, I'm only one person. The Bible says this in Acts chapter 1, verse 3, during the 40 days after he suffered and died, Jesus suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he actually was alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. He was getting them ready for him to come back in. He's like, hey guys, how many of you guys in here know if you've only got 40 days to live, you're gonna give your best stuff. You're gonna give, your, you're gonna give some wisdom. You're gonna, you're gonna go and, and shake some hands and do some high fives and, and hug some people and say goodbye and, and give them some, some last, last bit of information. One of our friends that we work out with and um, was in the hospital this past weekend and, and, and Diana said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and see her and went, around, went to the hospital and went and saw her and, and totally scared, a, a lot of fear as you can imagine. And Jesus knew that he was 
going back to heaven, but he wanted to give some, some information, some, some valuable information. So last week we looked at this, and the kind of the question we're asking ourselves is, what's the resurrection got to do with me? What does it have to do with, what's the, what's the big deal about the resurrection? So last week we looked at this, the resurrection proved that Jesus was God. There are a lot of gods who have died. Most of them have died, and we, we all die, but once we die, the Bible says that we, there's eternity happens and, and, and then there's, there's eternal separation from God and then there's this place called heaven where we're all with God. And so those are kind of the options. Either, it's, either, it's either eternal uh, lake of fire, the Bible calls it hell, or there's eternal in heaven. So there's a life after death. <clears throat> and those, most gods, they die and they go to one of those places. People die, they go to one of those two places. But Jesus was God. He resurrected and he lived again. No other God has been able to raise from the, been able to raise from the dead like that. And so the resurrection proved that Jesus was God. I want to ask you a question today that I want to, that I want to talk to you about for the next few, next few moments, and, and it's this. What's the one thing that we're all looking for? Take out your phones real quick. Um, if you can type fast, um, take out your phone. If you have the Facebook app application, uh, if you have the Facebook app, you can take out your, your phone, open up your Facebook, and, and ask, type in that question. What's the one thing we're all looking for, and you can do a survey during church today. You're like, are you encouraging me not to pay attention to you? You're gonna pay attention whether you want to or not. I've just figured I'd throw this out there, and you can see a dialogue, and you can ask that question. Yesterday I asked Dan that question. What's the one thing that we're all, we're all looking for? And I wanna answer that question for you today. I know you're probably thinking, man, you pastors, you guys come up with these questions. You guys have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I don't have a lot of answers to life, but I know who does. And it's the Bible. And, and Jesus says that I am the word and the word was God. So you can take out your app and, or if you're like, maybe if you're like, I'm anti-social media, I don't do those applications during church, then take out your notes in your phone and type in something. Um, I was talking with a friend of mine the other day and, and he visited our church last week and he sat on the front row. I said, man, that was so cool that you sat on the front row. And he said this to me. He said, leaders always sit on the front row. Leaders always sit on the front row. Malik, you're a leader. Armando, Kim, you, you probably just had to, you pick the seat first. Armando, you're not a leader. Kim, you're a leader. Armando followed you. <laughs> He's like, I know what's up. I'm following my, I'm following my bay. you know, that's what's up. And so, <clears throat> um, so I, I really, leaders at the front, and I said, man, I noticed that you were taking notes. He says, he says um, the, the church culture that he came from, he goes, if you show up to an environment without a notepad and a pen, he goes, the pastor asks you this, what, you don't need to learn anything else? Do you already know everything else that there is? And when I was his age, I'd be like, I, know, I knew everything until I was 25. And then I realized I knew nothing. And now I've learned a lot in the last eight years. It's been incredible. Um, <clears throat> so he wrote these things down, but I, I, I want to challenge you and encourage you to write things down. I, I really would love us to have this culture where we, we wrote things down because you're going to get through the, your week this week and you're going to be like, man, what did he say again? Because I, I think that made sense then and I wish I had it now, but I'd love to answer the question today, what's the one thing that we're all looking for? Because I believe in this, in this room here today, we're all looking for the same thing. And, um, <clears throat> and I, I believe Jesus came to show us what that was. But if you have a Bible, John chapter, John chapter 20, John chapter 20, I, I told you guys this, that Jesus showed himself to the people. We're going to look at two instances where he showed up to some of the people, some of the people that were closest to him. And we're going off these eyewitness accounts. That's why we believe that there is a God today, because of the eyewitness accounts. If you go to court, uh, if you go to court, you're going to give, they're going to give evidence. They're going to say, well, let me, where's the proof? That they're going to give pictures or someone was there. If you've ever been, if you ever got in trouble for, I haven't, but if you ever got in trouble for, they say to you, well, what's your, <clears throat> what's your alibi? And Jesus came to prove his alibi. He came to prove his, he proved that he was God and build on his case. And so we see him again in John chapter 20, verse 19. 
Um, if you don't have a Bible today, you can use a thing called Version. Most of us in here use it or encourage it. And if you don't have Version, like that's, that's another application that I don't know. When you walk out to on the right, you can get a Bible and they're completely free. You can just say, hey, can I get one of those Bibles? They're there. You don't have to ask for it. You can just snatch it. We don't even care. Church is the only place where it's okay for you to just do whatever it is that you want to do and no one's going to stop you. There are a few guys on the safety team. They will stop you, but the guy, the ladies at the front desk, they're super nice. And, uh, but the good thing is those people with the safety, your kids are safe, you know? And so John chapter 20, uh, verse 19, the Bible says this um, <clears throat> in, in verse 19. That Sunday evening, okay, three days later, Easter, again, we're talking about the 40 days that, G, that Jesus was on the earth after the resurrection. So that same day, okay, Easter, he, 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 he raises from the dead, John chapter 19, I mean, John chapter 20, verse 19. That Sunday was evening. The disciples were meeting behind locked doors. I, I took out my notes today. I took out my, in my, my Bible, if you, if you have a Bible and you're, you're cool with writing in the Bible, I, I underlined this. They were meeting behind locked doors. I, I wrote down this because they were scared. They were terrified. These were the guys that were running with Jesus. I actually wrote down this. They were scared, but I also wrote down in, in this scripture, we live in a world full of locked doors. We live in a world full of, full of locked doors. We live in a world full of, full of bricks that are, that are locked up, and, and it's not physical. They're, they're, they're figuratively, and so we, we go places, and we meet people, and they don't, they don't want to talk to you. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a guard up, or, or we, we, we go, we live in a society where, we, where this is totally normal nowadays, but back in the day, people would pull into their driveway and they would go out of their driveway and they would talk to the neighbor. But now we pull into those driveways and, and we pull into those garage doors and we, and we close them and we close them really fast. Now we can't do that because we started a church and we've got, we have enough stuff in there to start another church, you know? And, and so we're praying that God will let us start another church so we can clean out our garage. So um, we believe our garage is, our garage is full. How many of you guys in here today, you have a, you have a clean garage. You're, you're one of those people. I hate all of you guys. Um, <clears throat> So how many of you guys, you're OCD about your garage. You're like, it's got to be clean. Uh, yes. Um, I, some of you guys are like, you know, uh, I have friends that they go in there, they put that speckled paint down on the floor. Like you, some of you guys, you get eat off your garage floor. And that's cool, especially when you start having kids, because we, we're, on, we're on kid three and four. Our, our, if you're new with us, say we have a 10-year-old and a seven-year-old and a, and a three, we have two three-and-a-half-year-olds. We let them eat off the floor. It's just when it gets to your last kid, you don't care. The first kid, super clean. Second kid, it's moderate. The last two, or for, that's kid three, it came in two, but a kid three, they just, we let them eat off the floor. Um, Diana did put her foot down the other day. I was super proud of her. We were at Firehouse, and um, I had Selah next to me, and I had Hope across, uh, I had Trip across from me, and one of the twins disappeared, the boy one. I call him boy and girl. It's totally wrong, but it's where I'm at. The boy disappeared, and where he was at was on the floor, and Diana had mom, you know, mom ninja intuition. He's, pick, he dro- he's picking up his sandwich, and he's about to eat his sandwich. I wouldn't have stopped him. Like, he dropped it. It's his fault. But Diana's like, don't eat that. So, so anyways, we're in garages, and we're not in a garage. These guys are behind closed doors, and they're scared. If you're joining with us today, I have ADHD. <laughs> it really keeps things, keeps things moving and very fluid. And no one ever loses track because you got to listen, listen well. It's a, it's a mechanism that God gave me. They're behind locked doors <clears throat> because they were afraid. That's why they're behind locked doors of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you. What? The door is locked, and all of a sudden, there's Jesus. That's how you know he's God. Like, he doesn't have, Jesus doesn't, you can try to shut Jesus out, but he's going to show up if he wants to show up. The door's locked. On Easter Sunday, three days later, he told the disciples, I'm coming back again. I'll be back. 
you know, kind of Terminator moment. I'll be back. And three days later, they're in. He drops the peace bomb on me. He goes, hey, peace, hey, peace. That's where it came from, right here. It's like, peace, peace be with you. And they're like, excuse me? Peace be with us? Dude, you just, you just walked through our door. Like SWAT team. Like you just, you didn't even knock the door. You just somehow arrived in our house. And he said, he said peace be with you. As he spoke, he showered them. Um, I'm sorry, he showed them, showered them. This is gonna be weird. I don't want you, next, next words. He showed them the wounds in his hands and his sides. And they were filled with joy and they saw that it was God. And again, he said, peace be with you. My Bible has circled peace be with you. Both those signs, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, so I am sending you guys. Verse 22, then he breathed on them and said this, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. He gives them the Holy Spirit. He goes, hey guys, you should be forgiving people. And this is such a, there's a lot here. You're like, dude, why did he breathe on him? I don't, the other day, one of my kids is like hanging on to me. Um, there's five love languages. And one of them is physical touch. And that's my least favorite one. That's not mine. My first one is gifts. My second one is gifts. My third one is gifts. My fourth one is gifts. I do not want to be touched. I just don't like to be, I'm just kind of like, when they start touching me, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, like get away from me. And I try not to do it with my wife. Like on the inside, I'm doing it. On the outside, I'm embracing it. You know what I'm saying? I just don't, I don't like physical touch. And so he breathes on him. He, I mean, that's weird. He's like, hey, here's the, guys, here's the Holy Spirit. Now, you guys are going to go out and do some incredible things. Again, he, before he leaves, he gives them a, a mission. He goes, I want you to go out in all the world. I want you to preach the gospel. I want you to share the good news. I want you to, to baptize people. I want you to make disciples. I want you to show them what, all that you saw me go out and do. I helped people. I, did, I, I spoke. I want you to go do all the things that you, sh- I want you to go show them all the things that I showed you. So let's keep on going, okay? So they're behind locked doors, and Jesus says, peace be with you, peace be with you. Then he appears to Thomas. This is a very uh, popular uh, scripture. We've heard this before, maybe. One of the 12, so then he, he appears to, to Thomas. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, was not with the other when, when Jesus came. Now he's showing himself again to another disciple. And they told him, hey, we've seen God. And he's like, I got, where was he at? Where, I want to see him. I, I've told you guys this before. We want people to come into hope, and we want them to see God. We want them to see him through us, and we want to be, we want to be out of the way. We want God to, God, God to use us. I, I, Malik is a, was, was the first time Malik leading with us today, and I love, I, you, can see, you can see Jesus on Malik and, and through Malik, and I was encouraged by listening to him, seeing, I, I was listening to these guys practice and watching. I was like, man, you could tell that there's something in there. There's something inside that's, that's leading him, and, and it's, it's God. We want people to see, see God, but they told him, hey, we've we seen God. And they replied, Thomas says, I won't believe it unless I've seen the nail wounds in his hands, but my fingers, I'm sorry, and put my fingers into them and place my hand to the wound in his side. Verse 26, eight days later, the disciples were together again. So he's like, hey guys, we saw him on Easter. And now eight days later, so we're a little bit further. We're, we're two weeks away from Easter. I was at the gym yesterday and one of the girls goes, she said, J-C. She said, J-E-S-U-S-C-H-R-I-S-T. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And she looked at me like I was about to pull the fire. I'm like, We're, you can't drop JC this close to Easter. <laughs> and she looked at me like, I'm not even sure that's biblical. And I'm like, I'm not sure either. But I was, I was like, we don't let our kids say, we don't let our kids, they're in here. We don't even let them say G-O-S-H. Like we have, they have to say, oh my goodness. They can't say G-O-S-H. Like, I mean, your kids are sheltered. They're not really. Um, but 
we don't let them say anything that, like, he's God. Like, he, he sent his son down the cross for your sins. He gets a little more respect than, oh, my, G-O-D. They got to say, they got to say goodness. So, eight days later, the disciples were together. Again, this time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked again, you guys. Another, same exact scenario. <clears throat> but suddenly, as before, Jesus, Jesus said, he, he, he appears to them, sorry. He was standing right among them. Here, here he is again. He did not unlock the door. He did not go through. He did not move the latch. They didn't have locks like we had today. I don't want you to get your mind on that. They, he, they didn't, no, no latch. And he goes, hey guys, here I am again. He goes, peace. Peace be with you. So the rest of the side was like, well, this looks familiar. But not for Thomas, because this is the first time. And, and he says to Thomas, hey, Thomas, put your finger right here and look at my hands and put your hands into the wound on my side and don't be faithless any longer, believe. And he says, my Lord, my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told them, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. And that's where we come into play. Blessed are you, because none of you guys have seen this. I've not seen this, but you know who has seen this? Thomas has. Some of the other disciples have seen this. But I asked you the question when we launched just a few moments ago, what's the, what's the one thing that everybody's, What's the one thing that everyone's looking for? And I think we could find, the, we could find the, the answer in this story. These guys say, hey, they're behind locked doors because they're scared. They're afraid people are gonna come do what they did to Jesus. These guys are fearful of their life. These guys, the, 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 the game's over. The, the party's over. This ended, you know, my, Jesus did a mic drop and he left and they're gone. And they're like, hey, we, we, he's gone. What, what's going on? And I believe that Jesus came back for another reason. I think he wanted to prove that he was God. But also, he, I believe the second thing, the resurrection gives you and I peace. I think the thing that everyone's looking for in this world is peace. When people come to me and they meet me and I shake hands with them or I high five with them or, or they post on social media, I scream it out, man, I would like some peace. I would like some, I would like some, I, I think you can define peace a lot of different ways, but I think, the, I think peace is, I like some, I like some pressure relieved. I would, peace is, a, is the absence of pressure. I would love to have some, some pressure relieved. One of my kids wasn't feeling good the other, last night and I was like, I'm going to make them some rice and we made the rice in the, in, the, in the microwave because we're millennials and that's what we do. And just kidding, we're not, we, missed, we just barely missed it. Thank God. Um, <clears throat> I'm just kidding, kind of. Um, but I, but I know thing about rice, you leave that lid on there and the, the pressure gets in there and, and the heat gets on there. Or if you've ever crock potted, I'm getting hungry earlier. But when you put a crock pot on there, it, it, it locks, the, locks the pressure. But there's these new things out now called Instapots. How many of you guys have one? They blow up apparently. That's, the, that's a review that I saw. <laughs> Ashley's gangster. She doesn't care. She's like, bring it on. I've gone through tougher things in life. An Instapot's not going to stop me. But there's these Instapot things now, and they have these, they have these things, and they, they cook super, super fast, but they cook because there's, there's pressure. But if I know anything in this room here today, none of us, none of us, none of us say, bring on the pressure. Usually if you have pressure in your life, now some of us, we thrive in pressure. I'm one of those guys, you may be one of those, one of those people like where pressure doesn't, pressure doesn't shut you down. Pressure, maybe, maybe it motivates you, but if you've ever had pressure in your life, you would like some peace. And I think everyone in this world is looking for, for peace. Everyone could use some peace. If you're in a situation where things aren't adding up the way that you thought that they would add up, whether it's financially or maybe it's physically, you're like, God, will you throw me? Will you throw, I could use some peace right about now, God. I, I would love some I would love some peace. We're in the right place because Jesus in the resurrection came to give us peace. That's why he says, peace be with you. You're under pressure. Guys, you're under pressure. You're, you're hiding behind a door. 
friend here today, we're hiding behind doors. We've built up some walls along the way where we don't want to let people get too close to us. And it's sad because we're locking out some of the people that can actually bring the, that can bring the peace, that can help relieve the, relieve the pressure, relieve the, bring, bring in some, some relief. And we, we all, we all would like that. We, we all would like that. If I told you, if you said to me today, if I sit down with each one of you guys in here today, I would say, how much money would it take to relieve some of the financial pressure in your life? You'd say, oh, you, you would have a number. Oh, this would, this would relieve some, this would relieve some, some pressure. I would love to have some pressure release. If I told you how, what would, in your, in your in relational, in your relational makeup, what would it, what would it take to relieve some, you would know what it relieve, you would know what it take to relieve some pressure because you were all looking for peace. We all would like peace in here today. So I saw someone post today where, where I'm getting ready for World War III. I remember back to the 60s, the, the theme was, was world, world, I don't remember the 60s, but I heard it was world peace. <laughs> like, dang, he's old. He ages well. They say black, don't crack. You know, like, man, this guy, he ain't kidding. That, dude, he's old, but he don't, he don't look old. The resurrection gives us peace. The Bible says this in John chapter 14, right before Jesus leaves. The Bible says, I'm leaving you guys a gift. I'm going to give you a gift. It's peace. Of, it's peace. I'm giving you a gift. I'm giving you peace. He gives it through the form of a thing called the Holy Spirit. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, the Bible says, and let the peace from Christ, let it rule in your heart. Let it not, don't let turmoil rule in your heart. Don't let pressure rule in your heart, but let peace rule into your, let it rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to, you're called to live in peace. Did you know this? You are called to live in peace and always be thankful. The Bible says in Philippians chapter four, verse six through seven, don't worry about anything, but you know what we do? We worry about everything, don't we? Nod your head if you're a warrior in here today. If you're a girl, you better nod your head because you guys mind, you guys mind everything. Mind juggle. You know what I'm saying? It gets in your mind. You're like, you've already figured out. Last night, Diana was saying something. And I was like, and I I make fun of my wife a lot in front of of our kids. Not behind her back. Usually it's right in front of her. Because that's the kind of person I am. Super transparent. Um, My wife is the worship leader to the right. Not Malik. The one to the right. And, uh. And she, and last night she was saying something and I was like, guys, listen to mom because mom's already figured out the ending. She already knows the worst case scenario possible. She already knows it. She's right. Like, it's like, how do you, how do you get, how do you get from that? Sometimes I'm like, how do you get that far into it? Like someone's sick. She's like, oh, oh my goodness. We're all going to die. No, no, no. Just one person's sick. <laughs> we're not, do not have to quarantine anybody. And what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So like, let, it, let us all get it. Then it'll all be over. Like, let it just kind of trickle down, you know? And she has Lysol. She's got a gas mask on, Lysol in the whole entire house. Who should we call and tell? Nobody. You should call and tell nobody. Nobody wants to know. <clears throat> we worry about everything, but instead we should pray about everything. Instead of worrying, we should pray. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all that he's done. And then you'll experience peace. Give it to God. Thank him for what he's already has done in your life. And then you're going to have peace. So I wrote down a couple things about peace. I think it's important. I've written a lot of things. And I'm not so sure which ones I should give you. But um, let me just try. There's only one way to get peace. If you're taking notes. You've been in class before. Like, I'm going to give you three quick things. I have plenty of time. But I'm going to give you three quick things, Okay. There's only one way to get peace. 
and his name is Jesus. There's only one way to get it. Like, you can go, there's ways to get temporary peace, but I, I'm not, I can't, I'm not, that would be silly for you to come to church today and for me to offer you temporary peace. Like, that's it. I, I have a, I, I watch people on social media that post pictures of them smoking pot. And I'm like, I just can't imagine if, if I did that, posting a picture about it. But I, I see these pictures and I'm like, and I, I want to comment, this is temporary. Like, I want to introduce you to my friend, his name is Jesus. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine. He, he works in acquisitions, multi-million dollar deals. He goes, a lot of guys on, the guys that are, that are on these high level jobs, he goes, they'll go out to their, out, out to their car. He goes, and they'll, he goes, and they'll, they'll smoke weed and they'll come back to do, and do the rest of it because it relieves the pressure. And I want to be like, I know a person, like, let me, like, give me an invite to Wall Street and I will help, I'll, I can help. I know a person that can relieve the pressure. <clears throat> I, 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 Peace is found in a person, and his name is Jesus. Here's the third thing. Like, you never give us six points, Wes. This is extra today. People are looking for people who have peace where they have pain. You're building up all those, you're building up walls. Like, I'm trying to, like, my whole life, like, let <clears throat> say this correctly. My whole life, I have parents who have helped me get through everything. And I, when I say get through everything, they, they, they help me. They help me learn how to problem solve. I was listening to this thing the other day and they were saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna botch this a little bit up, but they were saying that 17 year olds are the equivalent of a psychiatric patient 50 years ago. If you can't process that, I'm sorry. Cause I, it's hard, I'm not a doctor. And I listen to a doctor say it. So for me to regurgitate that is scary. But they were saying the, the pressures and the, and the things that kids go through today are the equivalent of a person who would check themselves into a psychological hospital 50 years ago. Your kids and all of us in here today, my teacher, there's so many teachers in here today. We see 10,000 messages every single day. You ready for this? You're like, man, this is, he's a psychologist too. That's where the pressure's coming from, the messages. That's the, that's the messages. Arena and Ashley are here today, and I follow them on social media. And both of them are doing girls' hairs for prom yesterday. They're both really, really good hairstylists. They're so good. I wish I had hair. I'm like, I would just, I would go. I, I went to the gym yesterday, and one of the girls is like, oh, I saw a picture of your family. Like, what happened to your hair? I was like, shut up. I don't say that. We don't say that at my house. That's another thing we don't say at my house. Um, <clears throat> I... She's like, what happened to your hair? Like, all your brothers have hair. I'm like, I've been married for 13 years. I have four kids, and I started a church. So that's where it's all at. <laughs> I just, just shoot them straight, just like that. <clears throat> People are looking, at, and, the, and, and all the messages say, this is, the, this is what I want to look like. They all say, this is what I want to look like. Or they say, hey, this is what I want to look like because they wanna to go to a place called prom and look better than everyone around us because all the messages tell us, all the messages tell us to be better than everybody else. The problem with that is, is the Bible does not teach us to be better than everybody else. The Bible teaches us that we're all equal. More so, the Bible also teaches us that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're incredible. You're awesome the way you are. Like, if you have glasses, Jesus loves your glasses. 
I do too, so much that I would wear fake glasses. But my wife hates when I do things that are fake and pose her like, she doesn't let me. She hates that stuff. I'm like, it looks cool. She's like, you don't need them. I'm like, maybe I do. But we wanna look cool. We wanna be, that's all, what, that's all the messages. There were very few girls last night who said, I wanna design my own dress because they have embraced the fact that they're fearfully and wonderfully made and that they're creative. What they've done is they listened, they've watched all the messages and they went to mom and dad and said, mom and dad, this is what everybody's wearing. I have to have this because they have 10,000 messages. Okay. Well, and, and you're like, why are you talking about prom? All those girls, they're not here this morning. <laughs> I know. But it's all the messages that we, and, and, and we're no different. Like I'm gonna get on Facebook today when church ends and there's gonna be a, a thing on the far right and it's gonna start telling me what I need to buy. I do not need any more Nike workout shoes or clothes. But Facebook and the algorithm knows I like it. It's the messaging. It's the 10,000 messages. I think this is important for you to know that Jesus gives us, Jesus gives us peace to help us get through the process. In this room in here today, we're all in the process. And it doesn't end until we get to heaven. Which goes into my next point. I mean, these are so fluid. Peace is not synonymous with perfection. I have so many people come to me and they're like, um, I wanna have a marriage just like you and your wife's. I'm like, you only see what I show you on Facebook. I saw my, I mean, for, here's the, I mean, I, here's for example, last night, I've got jeans, a short sleeve shirt on, and I've got some boat shoes picked out. Diana walks out, she's like, I'm wearing a dress tomorrow. I'm like, I, automatically I changed outfits, just like that. I don't want the gap to be too far between what she looks like and what I look like. I'm doing my best to stay up with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all competing with somebody. Me, it's my wife. <clears throat> I'm only, you're, I, I can take a picture and be like, oh, I want to have a marriage. Like, you didn't see us fight. You don't heard what I said yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Like, yesterday, one of my kids got sick. I'm like, I'm going to, I like to post this on Instagram. Like, I think, I know what the highlight reel looks like. I know what people want to see. I, I study marketing too. But I'm, that's not gonna work. Like 3 a.m., my kid's sick, is not gonna get as many likes as my kid with their church clothes on in front of the sign that says the best is yet to come. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what that looks like. My siblings and I, here's a good one. Half of us are in here right now, three of us are in here. One's on a cruise, one does not come to this church. And yeah, they're all, and mothers, they're all here, except for one's on a cruise and, and one's sleeping probably because he's a millennial. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nobody, that's funny to me. He is sleeping probably. And he's, he's a bartender. So he, he probably was up late last night. He worked, best money's on Saturday nights. Like my pastor has a brother who's a bartender. <clears throat> I'm, it's, I'm going somewhere. We all, we took this, my dad, and my dad doesn't know how to use an iPhone. So last week, it was, two weeks ago, it was Easter. And my dad was trying to take a picture, but because his reflexes are, he's, aren't as fast as they are. He's trying to take a picture, but it's on video. And so when I went to go post the video, I, 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 I posted the video, but I took the sound off. <laughs> it's probably, because there were six of us in there and who knows what was said. 
So I'm like, let me just go ahead and leave the sound off on this, on this picture. Here's what I know. I could have posted a picture of me and one of my siblings, but a picture with all of us, and it was their spouses or fiancés and all of our kids, that's gonna get a lot of likes. People say, oh, you guys have such a beautiful family. Oh, you have such a beautiful family. Like, we'll kill each other on a drop of a dime. How do you post that? You, you can't. Like, you don't, you can't post that I didn't talk to one of my siblings for two years. How do you, how do you, how do you articulate that in a post? You don't. Like, a picture of them, a picture of you. Every six months, we're still not talking. Like, how do you articulate, like, no one's gonna, that's silly. But we see these things, and we're like, oh, that is, that's peace. And they love each other. Yeah, the pictures quotes that we love each other, but the pictures show, all those things, it shows, oh, it looks like we're gonna, we're gonna, I'll hope high five all my siblings in here today. But peace is not synonymous with perfection. And I need you to know that because I think some of you guys are going to go and you're like, oh man, I signed up for peace today. No more problems. My job is going to be peaceful at my job. It's going to be peaceful in my marriage. It's going to be peaceful in my finances. But just know in here today that peace is not synonymous with perfection. It just means this. When you go through the storm, there's a constant peace inside of you and his name is Jesus. And you can tap into that. Like when things are going crazy, I had a friend of mine say, when Jesus was on that, when Peter was on that boat and the storms were going crazy, I don't remember who this was. They were like, would you wake Jesus up or would you just row the storm out? Like you don't want to wake, I always says, I don't know when, I wouldn't want to be the one to wake up Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what it's like to wake up your parent? You're like, God, I got to wake them up. Or when you were younger, like I got to wake, I got home. Wake me up when you get home. I got home at 2 a.m why am I going to wake you up? <laughs> My curfew was at one, you know, like, why would I wake you up? You know, or, hey, wake, like, would you, would you woke, like, would they draw strong to be, who was going to go wake Jesus up? I don't know, but here's what I do know. When they woke him up, the waves came down and the boat planed out. And in our lives, we're behind locked doors and we're wishing Jesus would show up and he can and he will and he shows up in the form of peace. And you get that on earth. You can have peace right, right, right where you're at, right in your seat, and it can last forever until you get to heaven. If you're in a storm and your things are going crazy, I'm gonna tell, I told this to a friend of mine this week, do, these are just really two quick things. Would you just do less? Stop doing everything. That does not help you. Staying busy does not help you with peace. Doesn't that sound silly? But what do we do? And I wrote down this also, if everything's important, nothing's important. If everything's important, then nothing's important. Nothing is. Absolutely. Let me invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. <clears throat>